0: And welcome back to episode six of Foul Players Radio. My name is Michael Spedden. This week, I had a chance to sit down and speak with artist Ricky Siegert. Uh, Ricky is kind of a jack of all trades. He's been into lots of different mediums over the years. And, um, you know, if there's a way to make art out of something, I think Ricky will pretty much be able to find it. Um, He recently had an opening of a photography exhibit at the Marsky Bar. Uh, The Marsky Bar is in Baltimore City at the corner of Foster Avenue and Clinton Street. Um, You may have seen his work in the past. If you've ever driven into Dundalk via Holabird Avenue, I'll guarantee it. Uh, That sculpture that's on the railroad bridge, the Dundalk Gateway sculpture, was a piece that he made about 10 or 12 years ago, I would say. Um, he's a hell of a nice guy. I really think you'll enjoy this episode here. Um, especially if you're in our age group and you grew up in the Dundalk area. Um, we took kind of a trip down memory lane talking about things that we really enjoyed growing up. Um, you know, we're both kind of nostalgic people and, um, I really think we had a good talk. So sit back and enjoy the episode. Um, Ricky also runs Inferno Designs and they have a Facebook page, um, if you wanted to Get in contact with him if you need any, any body work on your car or maybe some art made. Uh, you can reach him there. Also, uh, the Foul Players of Perryville will be performing on the Black-Eyed Susan and Habita Grace. Uh, we have three dates coming up, July 21st, August 11th, and September 22nd. For more information, please go to www. HDG.com. That's www.BlackEyedSusanHDG.com. Enjoy the episode. Welcome back, friends. We're here today uh, with an old friend of mine, Ricky Siegert, uh, the owner of Inferno Designs. And um, we're excited to uh, visit with Ricky today because he's just opened up a new photography exhibit at the Markey Bar at the corner of, you just told me, Foster and Clinton Street. Yeah. Um, down in Canton, and um, a lot of interesting photos down there, and um, it looks like the things that I'm used to seeing you work on over the years here. So let's talk a little bit about this here. So uh, your opening, I think it was June the 9th? Yep, June 9th, yep. Okay, and um, so what kinds of things did you, how how did you kind of stumble into photography here? What made you? uh...
1: Well, it's funny because I, I really don't have anything that I like a lot, Mm-hmm. So um, one minute I'll be taking photographs, the next minute I'll be taking, you know, building sculpture or mm-hmm. building furniture or painting a car. Yeah. Um, so nothing really keeps my interest long enough for me <laughs> to get really good at anything.
0: Right, right, right. So, So,
1: um, you know, I'll take a bunch of photographs and, and print a lot of photographs, and they'll be sitting by the wayside while I'm, mm-hmm. you know, on to the next thing, building a BMX bike or a motorcycle or a car until I get tired of that, and then I move on to the next thing.
0: Oh, okay, great. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of the things like you know you've posted on Facebook over the years. You know, a lot of the things you've done, like you know, cars. I think some motorcycles. Um, and this photography here, it seems like you know you really have a uh, liking
1: for things rockabilly, sort of that older look. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd, I'd like I'd, I'd like anything mechanical, man. Anything and, mechanical, um, yeah. You know the rock the whole rockabilly scene, mm-hmm. um, the music just the, the whole it harkens back to like the, an industrial you know hot rods and yeah. and garage built things mm-hmm. uh, cars without paint on them actually yeah. just you know scrap built you know mm-hmm. just thrown together motorcycles and cars and, and yep. whatever you had to, to make it work. So mm-hmm. um, with that being said, that's you know anything mechanical. Yeah. Um, especially older mechanical stuff because it's not just like today where you can actually, you buy a machine and you use it as a machine. Mm-hmm. Like back in the, you know, from the 30s, even through the 60s and mm-hmm. 70s, when you bought a machine, it, it not only did it work, but it looked beautiful too. I mean, yes. look at some of the old sewing machines or the vacuum cleaners. Man, mm-hmm. some of these old vacuum cleaners from the 50s, you look like you can sit on them and ride them. Yeah, like I know. Head, you know, so the whole form over function thing, you know, I'm a big fan of. You know, you know,
0: yeah, I, I really like that too. You know, um, I, I have uh, just I, I love to go out and look at how older things were made. You know, um, I've been to a couple of exhibits. Like, have you ever been to the Baltimore Museum of Industry? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. One um, of
1: my favorite places to visit.
0: Man. Yeah, it is. It really is neat because it shows um, just you know old appliances. You know how things you know were made years ago. And I'm just fascinated, again, it, it was not just, again, practicality. It was actually a piece of art. I mean, you would see, you know, cars from that area with the hood ornaments. Oh,
1: my God. And yeah, the like trim. The, I mean, yeah. Vargas actually, um, you know, the old Vargas painted a lot of pinups back mm-hmm. in the 50s. Yeah. He actually designed some of the hood ornaments for some of the old Cadillacs and things like that. Oh, is that right? Yeah, man. Is so, that right? So, you know, the flying ladies and things like that, It's mm-hmm. just very very deco and sleek and chrome and
0: and just just really cool. Yeah, It it seemed like um, a lot of pride back then. I mean, not that there isn't now, but, um, you know, I mean, you were really driving, you know, a rolling piece of art back then with all the chrome and all the, uh, and and how the car was shaped and everything, and then it seems like, you know, in the 50s a lot of times when people really got into the hot rod thing, you know, people would, you know, butcher and take cars apart and... Take the hood off, and you know that that, that was a big um, you know thing too. It was you know the whole uh, you know the you know the girl came in with her poodle skirt on. The guy was there, uh, the yeah. mechanic with the grease back hair, yeah, you exactly. know, working yeah. under his car all day. And well, you know.
1: or, what if, the thing is is back then they would chop these cars up. They'd leave mm-hmm. them in primer because they were always changing them. Yeah, yeah. You know, one one week they're going to French in some taillights. So <laughs> why paint the car because they're going to shave the door handles off you know, the following week. Or sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So I've read an interesting, I actually saw a pretty interesting uh, video on um, on um, Von Dutch and he was mm-hmm. talking about pinstriping cars and how that came about. Oh, yeah. And um, it came about because they used to use a lot of lead back then. Mm-hmm. So the sandpapers aren't like, they do I mean, t- modern technology. I mean, you can get 3,000 grit sandpaper but back mm-hmm. then you're getting like 180, maybe 80 grit sandpaper. Mm-hmm. So you finish a job off in 80 with a grinder and then you you primer it, and that lacquer would suck back, and you'd see the, the swirls from the grinder. Mm-hmm. So he thought he'd take a paintbrush and just trace the lines with the paintbrush. Uh-huh. So then, as he traced the line on one side of the hood, he mirrored it on the other side of the hood just mm-hmm. to make a design out of it. Oh wow! Next thing you know, it took off, man. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted it, and you know that dude was. I mean, if you ever have a chance to, to like do any reading on him, Bon mm-hmm. Dutch, um, yeah. uh, Kenny Howard, man, he's just an amazing, amazing guy. Like a, a gunsmith and he made knives and built cars Uh and motorcycles and just just a very very lowbrow I would like to use the term lowbrow artist man Mm -hmm. you'll probably never see his stuff hanging in the Louvre but (laughs) to me he's just just an impactful artist oh yeah a big Um, impact on culture and it definitely has its place in history yeah man exactly exactly so yep yeah, that's okay. the kind of stuff that really like you know, that, me, <laughs> that keeps me going, guys like him. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That that's great. And, you know, just you know, having an imagination. I mean, I've seen some of your other pieces on Facebook, you know, some uh, motorcycles and things like that. I can definitely tell what you're inspired from yeah, and everything. Exactly. And um, do you have any piece, like, you know, vehicles or anything you've done that, you
1: know, you didn't want to give away or you didn't want to sell or you didn't, no, you know, um, you had to. <laughs> well, there, there was a few, the few that I built, and I think after they're done and you drive them, and mm-hmm. you know, me, the fun part. I mean, I, obviously, I like I like riding. Yeah. My motorcycles or my cars, but at some point, you know, the the, the getting to that point, mm-hmm. you know, like they say, sometimes the 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 uh, the trip is better than where you're going. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I really enjoy the trip. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even when I do them for customers, mm-hmm. you know, I, I tell them I like to see them with. You know, with stone chips on, bugs stuck on them. And they're, they're like, they can't believe, man, this beautiful paint job and the, the hours and the time that I have in a vehicle. Right. They, they want they, they want me to, you know, they, they can't believe that I want to see it with stone chips all over it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, I said, y- you know, that that lets me you know you're out riding it. You're, you're driving yep. it. Mm-hmm. You're not just, you know, looking at it in your garage and rubbing it with the diaper because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, not driving a car because it's too nice. It's like not having sex with your old lady because she's yeah. too hot. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like it reminds me of Ferris Bueller.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he said uh, it was that Cameron's father says he used to uh, wipe down that Ferrari with a diaper yeah. all the time. And it had, what, 119 yeah. miles on it? And they took it
1: out, and they had the most yeah. fun with that car. <laughs> yeah, More fun than Dad ever had with oh, it. Yeah. Oh, guarantee. yeah. oh yeah.
0: Guaranteed. And those guys from the garage didn't waste any time oh, hopping no, in that thing. Either no. they're out there flying
1: that, over hills with it and everything. The one, <laughs> the one scene where he's flying over, he's <laughs> jumping over that hill, and you yeah. see his the dude's hair like waving mm-hmm. in the wind. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and man. they're both giving
0: each other high fives yeah. and everything. And you know, yeah, that's amazing. You know, I've never had the pleasure of driving a car
1: like that. One of these days, I guess I'll have to. Yeah, you know? it's fun. Yeah, driving something like that, exotic, something, mm-hmm. something. Um, Something that you don't get to drive every day. I, yeah. I get a little nervous. Like mm-hmm. I, I, had a, a, um, I had a Lamborghini, I'm trying to think the model, it was all-wheel drive. I, mm-hmm. I forget the model of it, but it was a friend of mine's, and it was in here. He, he pulled it in, and he asked me if I knew how to drive it. I'm like, buddy, I'm not driving it. When <laughs> I finish it, you can come pull it right back out of the spot. Because, right, right. You know, if I crash my car? hmm I can drive it around with a Crash, you know. If I crash your car, mm-hmm. I gotta fix it right now. Yeah, and yeah. give it back to you because mm-hmm. that's yours. I don't, I don't feel comfortable driving other people's hot rods and well, motorcycles.
0: Especially way. if it's a Lamborghini. Yeah, so you're not going to go down to Ed's junkyard and find no, a part for exactly, it. Right exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm not like a piece of crap. No, I'm going to drive. You know, yeah. How many 97 Chevy pickups are in a junkyard?
0: Lots of them. No, I mean, I drive an 04 Ford pickup. You yeah, know, perfect, man. And yeah. uh, 140,000 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Good highway miles. It runs like a champ, and I'm exactly. not going to trade it in until it's... Uh, on life support. Drive know? it
1: till the wheels fall off, and then put it back on and drive it some more, buddy. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That yeah. That's uh. It's it's done me good. It's yeah. done me good. You hear all these people with these battles about Chevy and Ford and everything like that. You know, I've driven them all. Yeah. I'm not going to say which one gave me the biggest fit. Uh, they didn't do me well. But I have to say, my Fords always did me well. You know. Well, so I, uh, I
1: can assure you, my '95 Tahoe. Uh huh. It had, uh, like, 296,000 wow. miles on it when uh-huh. I sold it to my nephew, uh-huh. and he's still driving it. So, wow. You know, so much for American cars being a junk, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I had a, um,
0: back in the Orange Seed Parade days, um, you know, we had a van that I used to take out on the road, and um, I think we ended up getting about 260,000 miles out of that thing. Yeah. And, Bain, um... Yeah, it was made I changed the oil like yeah. crazy. Treat you know? it good and it'll treat you good. Yeah, I was always you know, and yeah, I learned how to work on things yeah. back then. That's exactly. one thing that um I think in a lot of ways people nowadays can't because you know, things you know, you open up the hood of an older car, things just, were spread yeah, out and yeah. you could reach things. Nowadays I, these new
1: cars. No, I work on cars every day. That's so yeah. that's what I do for a living. Uh huh. So for me, it's mm-hmm. it's hard to diagnose something that doesn't have mechanical parts. It's all, yeah. It's all electronic control modules. and every, mm-hmm. You need to be, I don't know, um, a computer tech, I think, to work on these new cars.
0: I think so, yeah. You
1: can't diagnose anything. I just had a car in here a few weeks ago that the power steering wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And the power steering works off of electric. It's got a servo motor oh, wow. and a positioning switch, and it sends a signal to your power steering pump. Mm-hmm. To to let you know, you know, to make it turn and where oh, wow. it is positioned. And it's all got to look I can't say that the cars aren't built nicer. Mm-hmm. They're they're safer now, they're uh they absorb energy, you're not gonna get a hurt. And and trust me, mm-hmm. gas mileage, emissions, everything about is nicer. Yep. But you you need to have a three hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment to work on. Yeah, you do. To <laughs> I'm okay with the old
0: stuff, yep. and you have to have very small hands to be able to oh, reach yeah, in exactly, there to get yep, that yep, stuff. The
1: thing I have small hands. Yeah, that's the
0: thing. Yeah, me, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm yeah. kind of screwed here. So, um, so I, I was looking at the pieces that you've put down at the Marsky Bar, okay. and um, I really, I really enjoyed looking at them and everything here. You know, your love of old cars was definitely apparent in these here. Um, you had a couple of um, grills, you know, from Mack trucks and uh, International Harvester vehicles, and um, you know, and, and just some scenery from around town and everything here. And, and, and you know, you and I, I think, both kind of have a love for things old, you yeah. know, things that are older. Um, so, tell us about the. Uh, you had one car that was um, you filmed, you, you took a picture of that was in your mother's backyard.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a '53 Buick Skylark that belonged to. Um a neighbor of my mother. It was, uh-huh. It was... I never met the gentleman that bought it brand new, but mm-hmm. I, met, I knew his daughter real well. Right. And, um, yeah, it was sitting back there. It actually sat there so long that a tree grew next to it. <laughs> and it lifted the door off of it about 12 inches. Oh, wow. On the one side of it.
0: Yeah.
1: So, um, yeah, it sat there a long time. When I lifted the hood on it, there was a possum living under there. So Oh, wow. It was it was uh, becoming, uh, you know, part mm-hmm. of the landscape, man. Mm-hmm. Earth was was really uh trying to take it back you know, yeah <laughs> you know? all the elements that that someone threw together to make steel and and the interior and, and everything else was getting reclaimed by the earth so mm-hmm. um i just saw it and um it just it was a, it, it was beautiful to me with the way the grass was growing around it and the time of the year and the way the sun was and mm-hmm. and um i had someone tell me one time if if you think you're too close to a, your subject
0: uh-huh.
1: to get a little closer, right? Right, and you know that's pretty much um, you know I, I look at things I don't I don't I don't look at the whole thing as an object I'll pick out a detail on it uh-huh. and um, and that's the subject of, of my my photograph uh-huh. um I actually saw a photograph years ago and it was cropped it was a picture of John Waters but uh-huh. It wasn't a picture of his whole face. It was a picture of his three-quarters of his face. It mm-hmm. was his lower chin and, like, from his nose down on the one side. You couldn't see his, you know, from his eyes up was gone and half of his lower, you know, face was gone. But it was just his little mustache and half of his mouth. And But you could tell... So it was John was, Waters. Oh, it was yeah. one of the most amazing things I ever ever oh, saw in my unmistakable, life. Unmistakable, yeah. Because <laughs> it wasn't just a picture of John Waters. You see pictures of John Waters everywhere. But mm-hmm. this was was the subject was it was about as minimalist as you could get. Sure. But still have a striking photograph of John Waters. It mm-hmm. just blew me away. Yeah. So <laughs> when I when I started like looking at things to take photographs of, I, I would pick out a part of it mm-hmm. and and make that my subject of my photograph. So yeah, yeah, and you know sometimes it it was awesome and other times it was it was crap. You know, mm-hmm. in my eyes. So,
0: yeah. you had a picture in there too of the uh, uh, what was once the Patterson. It's now mm-hmm. a Creative Alliance. The creative Alliance. Yep. The marquee
1: on the outside yep, there. Yep. Um, what was uh, interesting to you about that? The shape of it, the way the sky was. Um, yeah. Plus, you know, it's the Patterson, man. There's mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of. Uh, I love Baltimore. I was born and raised here. Mm-hmm. Um. People can say what they want about our fair city, but I love it, man. Yeah, I, yeah. I, people come from all over the world to visit us here.
0: Yeah, they do. Um, they do.
1: A lot of people that were born and raised here, they just look, you know, they're jaded by it. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't see the things that you know, right. People everywhere else see. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the landmarks here are just, you know, gone away. You know what I mean. We just drove by um, Hausner's.
0: Hausner's, yeah. Right
1: on the corner of Eastern and Clinton there, and it's apartments now. So It is, it is. Um, you know. Another, the circle. Yeah, the circle drive-in, man. Yeah, do you remember that place? You would talk about some hot rods. Look, true story. Uh-huh. Uh, when they took the sign down, the last time it was open as a circle. Mm-hmm. I talked to the gentleman that was running a place, I forget his name. Like maybe mid-90s? Uh, maybe. No, nah, it might have been later 90s. Yeah, okay. Early 2000s. Basically. Yeah, yeah. So he had it open as a, as a, as a circle drive, man. It was sold you know, cheesy cues and milkshakes just like <laughs> Frank, Frank used to do back in the day. Oh, yeah. And, you know, looking at the giant hamburger up there on top with the lights, mm-hmm. I, I mentioned to the guy, I said, look, man, I said, if you're ever interested in having that sign restored, let me know you want to you know I'll get it down take it to my shop I'll do all the, all the finish work on it and mm-hmm. I got enough people that I know that we can have this thing restored back to the, you know it's original beauty and put back up there I'd love I'd love to be have a part of, of restoring this thing yeah. and putting it back up and I don't know it was a couple months later they, they you know I gave them my number didn't hear from them and then a couple months later they closed yeah, I guess uh, I think the car lot dark cars I think bought that piece of property yeah yeah and um one day Pat McNeil, a buddy of mine, were riding by there and the sign was off and it was laying in a parking lot. So we were mm-hmm. just in a pickup truck. So I said, Dude, we gotta get there, we have to save that, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> so we went back to get his roll back and then the time we went to get his roll back and get back it was gone. Wow. So I'm not sure if the scrap guys got it or whatever, but it kinda broke my heart, man. Uh-huh. You know, I I wanted to save it. You right, know what I right, mean? Right. Just like you know, it, to me, it's a part of my childhood, man, mm-hmm. and a lot of people's childhood, you know, a lot of people, especially the car scene, man, that was the place to be. It was, it was, a drag was the, racing. And the Thunderbird over in, in, in um, off of old, uh, back River Neck Road and Old Eastern Avenue yes, was the other yes, place, man. Uh-huh. We drive from there to the Thunderbird. Now, mm-hmm. Actually, I was a lot younger when the Thunderbird closed down, but I got a few years in at the Circle before they, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, they chased everybody out of there. But. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. <laughs> the circle, and even um, you know, another you know landmark. And you know what? I can I can still not drive up Thirty Third Street without seeing where Memorial Stadium used to be and not seeing it. And I'm like, wait, what, what happened? Oh, oh, that's right. They tore it down in, like, 2000 or yeah. 2001. It,
1: it, you know, it broke my heart, too, man, like, like when, when they tore it. And I understand why they did it, you know. Yeah. Uh, trust me, I'm a Orioles fan, you, you know, tried and true. Yeah. Watched a lot of crappy baseball over the years. <laughs> that long
0: suffering. You know, always tell my yeah. friends, you
1: know, hey, look, when you guys all jump off the off the bandwagon, it makes it easier for me to push. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, this year's, you know, one of those years. Woo! You know, still love my O's, but. Cam Yards is one of the coolest. Like, like that's my happy place, man. Yeah, it really is. Mean, I got is, season yeah. tickets, man. Mm-hmm. I got great tickets. I go there. Mm-hmm. I, I get there early, and and they got to make me leave. Yeah. You know, so I, I still love going there, win or lose. But um, it was funny. I went to Chicago a few years ago to uh my friend got married. So um, you know we should, we had some off time. So mm-hmm. uh, my girl Marlena and I we um decided to catch a Cubs game. You know. We were, oh wow. We were there so. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize that the Cardinals was like the Yankees. Yes, yes, they the, are. The, the Cardinals and the Cardinals like the Yankees and the Orioles. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, um, I walked into this place, the stadium, and it smelled like stale beer, stale beer, mm-hmm. and pee. It sort of smell <laughs> like in there,
0: oh, and
1: I, it, it was one of the worst smells. But yeah, it took me right back to Memorial Stadium. Yes, yes, it, that, that nasty. Putrid smell. Uh huh. Took me right back to Thirty Third Street, man. The bleachers, yep. you know, mm-hmm. um, catching home runs at bat practice practice. Oh yeah. You know that that little stinking field over there. It was just. It just brought. It transported me back. It did. It really. Yeah. I, I
0: can understand that because um, I went to Memorial Stadium. Um, they had they had it open to the public, like right before they were going to really start demolition on mm-hmm. it. Um, they had it open to the public. There were a lot of seats missing because they were selling seats.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually have a few.
0: Yeah, I have one too. Um, I have one too that made it out at the very last game. The top part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little uh, a little trinket. Yeah, a trinket. Yeah, it mm-hmm. happened to show up in my jacket on the way out. I'm not sure how it nice. got there, nice. but <laughs> um, but I got a chance to walk around, and you could see like the old scoreboard. Um, if you remember the national beer sign, yeah. and then it turned into, I think they ended up with a brow sign out there later on. It was. Um, and then just looking around and, you know, going through the bullpen, going back into the locker rooms and, you know, where the Colts band used to be yeah. and all the old signage and everything, um...
1: Oh, was that the last game as well? Yeah, yeah. It was I stayed for the whole... The Oilers, po- yeah. The, the, oh, no, I'm talking about the last Orioles game. Oh, the last the Orioles game, yeah. When they did the uh, the post-game uh, ceremony where they called out all the players to oh, their yeah. positions. Mm-hmm. And then um, Frank right. Robinson ran the base, bases for the last time, uh-huh. jumped on home plate, and then here comes a limousine with the ground crew, and they come... You you dig cut, up, yep. dig up home plate. they mm-hmm. put it in a trunk of the limo and take it right to Camden Yards. Yep. As yep. well as the, the foul poles are still, the foul poles at yeah. Camden Yards are, are the uh, the ones from Memorial Stadium as well. So. Yep. You know, um, go home again. You know, I mean, if they, what,
0: what if something, if we something happened where all of a sudden the circle was back, all of a sudden would it be the same or? Well,
1: I, I can answer that. Yep. Very very simply, um, Hammerjacks. Yeah. How many times did they try to recreate that, 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 um, the hammer, like hammer jacks? They, mm-hmm. Two different times since, ham, since they tore the hammer jacks down. Yeah. And I
0: hear there's a third one in yeah, the Yeah. It's I supposed works, to be too. coming up. But, but yeah. let
1: me tell you something. It, it, it was, I, am it was a, it was a, the right combination of things at the time. It was. It was. You can't recreate, you re, can't recreate that. Mm hmm. Um, It's. It was the right time. It was the right music. It was Mm -hmm. the right. It was the right scene. Uh, People's attitudes. uh, The style. The style. Yeah. The. The. You know. You know. Everything comes back in full circle. Mm -hmm. Um. To quote Buck Showalter, you know, these are the good old days. Like right now. Right. Right. Um. A lot of people like to live in the past, man. Mm -hmm. And and, you know, I'm relishing the fact that I got to be there and enjoy it. Yeah, and you know sometimes I, you know, I look in the rear, rear mirror to see it and mm-hmm. enjoy it. You know, it's important. You know, you're looking, you're looking behind you. Sometimes, I mean, you and I have conversations about old times all the time. We do, you know? yeah. We, you know, we talk about, uh, and, and it makes us smile and it makes us happy. Uh uh-huh. You know, it's it's a good time. Even some of the bad times weren't so bad if you think about it. Yeah. But you know, I'm constantly looking through the windshield because what we're doing right now. I mean, in 20 years from now, hopefully, if I live that long, yeah, we'll be talking about the time we sat here and did this.
0: <laughs> absolutely, so, absolutely. So
1: you know, you gotta you gotta constantly keep living, man. Yes, you just can't you, yeah. you can't you can't throw the anchor back mm-hmm. there, right? But yeah, they couldn't they couldn't make another Memorial Stadium. They, they, this yeah. Hammerjacks, I hate to say it, I love I love for it to be awesome. I mean, yep. the music scene right now. Mm-hmm. What's what do we what do we got to listen to right now? Hammerjacks. What's going to give us that energy? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to sound like the old guy. Get off my lawn. Um, but it takes a lot. This new music now. It takes a lot to, to, to make me stop and listen. It does. Um, it does. Thanks to the radio stations and the, and the producers, they're they're whipping bands up and they're mm-hmm. and, and there's a format now to get played on the radio. Yep. Um, so it it takes it takes a. It's a lot for me to stop and, and back up and, and give something a second look these days. Right,
0: right, right.
1: And, and also, Mike, mm-hmm. if you think about it, I remember pick, you know, picking, I still pick a magazine up and I'll read it, you know, and, 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 and I'll, I'll, I'll look at every page, and I'll go from page to page, even the ads, man, you know, yep. you know, or an old record, you know, you pick an old record up and you're listening to it and you've got the liner notes out and you're looking at the artwork <laughs> and all that. But now... Um, it's it's tough to even recreate that now. So now with Facebook and all this, you guys, as we mm-hmm. were saying earlier, the anti-social media yep. <laughs> uh, platforms that we have to you know that replace all that. Mm-hmm. You really, if it doesn't grab your attention in the first five or ten seconds, you're swiping past it. You're going, yeah. you're mm-hmm. scrolling up. You're going to the next thing. Yep. Whereas when you have something tangible in your hand, it's hard. to... It's hard to throw that down and grab the next magazine. It is. You know. It is. It's. Um. I. Th- I think this. This. The society now. It's. It's real easy to. to, to, to miss out. Mm-hmm. On that. Just turning the pages of a book, man. The sound yep. of it. Mm-hmm. The smell of the paper. It's like. You, people are missing out, man. I don't. I don't get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I. I see what you mean by that. Yep. I see 100%. what you mean here. So. Um, yeah, what was I going to say? Um, we were talking about... <laughs>
1: yeah, about recreating... Bringing the back the past. Bringing back the past. Recreating
0: it. Yeah, I was... Here's what I was going to say. Um, this about six years ago. About six years ago, one of my favorite local bands did a reunion thing where they played... Um, they did one night at the Auto Bar and then they played at the Hamden Festival. Okay. It was Red Dye Number 9.
1: Yeah, you were telling me that. I yeah. i talked to you.
0: And uh, they were one of my... You know, it was, you know... Um, The three bands I would have to say the most, you know, know, playing original material, you know, were your brother's band, The Martians, Red Die Number Nine, and Mystic Force. Those were the three that were my favorite local Mm -hmm. bands um, to go see. And um, so I put something on Facebook, and I got a lot of laughs out of it. You know, I said, you know, this week I ate lunch at Geno's, I saw Red Die Number Nine, and I looked in the mirror, and I'm 43 still. Yeah. (laughs) I said, who'd have thunk? who thunk Yeah, yeah. That at age forty three, I would have you know, been going to see Red Die Number Nine. Who I'm trying to get for this show, by the way. So, Larry, if you're listening, let's talk, buddy. Mm-hmm. So, um, now, uh, I guess what was it about ten years ago? You know, if you're driving into Dundalk, if you're heading down uh, from Eastern Avenue or Dundalk Avenue, Eastern Avenue to Dundalk. Or uh, you can get there from O'Donnell or any other way out of the city into Dundalk. Um, If you look up on a railroad bridge just past the intersection of Dundalk Avenue and Holabird Avenue, you'll see a sculpture. Mm -hmm. It's the Dundalk Gateway Sculpture. So tell us
1: about Who made that sculpture, Ricky? the gateway to the Dirty D. So, (laughs) um... I was involved in a group with Carla Crisp, as you know. Um, yep. Project Millennium? Project Millennium at the time. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was the underground. Yep. It was, um, I was on the board myself. Yeah, yep. yep. Baltimore Arts. And I think I'm still on the board, even though it dissolved like 10 years ago. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, Project Millennium, then it turned into the Baltimore Art and Music Project. Yeah, yep. yep. Carla Crisp, who's an awesome, awesome human being. Oh, she's anyway. such a sweetheart. Yep. Yep. So she... i tell
0: you what, and um, I mean... What she did back in those days, you know, it, it, she was a pioneer. Yeah. You know, I mean, she was doing something wonderful for the kids, um, you know, giving people a place to go, you know, bringing the arts back to the community. Yeah. Um, Starts there, buddy. She really, she was really an innovator with that, and I had a lot of admiration for her with that. Well, you know? the
1: thing is, against everybody's, you know, against the norm. Yeah. I, mean, I remember when we first started out, we got the Y, and then we moved to St. Tim's Church. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I, I talked to Pastor and given us some room up there to keep mm-hmm. all of our equipment. Yep. Um, and, um, Pastor wanted, Joe Skillman. Yeah, absolutely, Good guy. man. Yep. Awesome, dude. Um, so, you know, she just wanted to provide a uh, safe, mm-hmm. drug-free, uh, obscenity-free, mm-hmm. alcohol-free well, place. She, yeah, well, she, and, and, you know, she, cause she wanted,
0: you know, a place for people because she had two sons in that age. Yeah, exactly. Group at the time, she wanted a positive place because, positive you know, place.
1: most of the places, The to play original mm-hmm. music was at, in bars and, it was. and places that are, and and there wasn't a safe place for kids to play music. It, it really wasn't. And so, so yeah, so what she did was she created this little thing just to, to I guess to keep an eye on her kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. started as a, um, you know, to be involved with mm-hmm. her kids and well, trust me, man, a lot of bands got their start there because yeah. Again, talking about watching a lot of awful baseball, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of awful bands. Yeah, that evolved into great bands, but uh-huh. you know, coming right out of mom and dad's basement, yep. right out of the garage, mm-hmm. and having your first show at the underground, it don't always go off without a hit. You know, right. sometimes it's uh, right. it's a little tough. So, Mandy Buttram. Yeah, exactly. One of, another one of my favorite human beings. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I really awesome. like
0: her too. She's a sweetheart. Yeah, I, man. I got to know her, I guess, like right after the underground and. Um, I used to go to open mics even before I started playing music again. Yeah. I took a time, I took a hiatus to get um, to stabilize my life, okay. so to say, and then um, you know I went to see an open mic and um, I just sat there and I hung out and um, you know I uh, you know I saw her play and I was like you know what I got to do this again I've got to yeah. do this again and It was between her and you know another fellow that I you know, that I met and made friends with down there Tony Nicholas those two. Okay. Inspired me to get off my duff and get back out there and good, start playing good. again.
1: So, so, so Man- Mandy um, teaches art now. Yes, she does at, um, at uh, Chesapeake Terrace. Yeah, that's in Edgemere, right? Yes, yes, sir. And um, she actually actually was just down there. I don't know, months ago. Uh huh. She was telling her class about how you know, how art's related to everyday life. Mm-hmm. So she had me there. She had Crystal and Carla. Oh, there. sure. Yeah, yeah. She had. Um, um, Trisha was there. Trisha Mack, yeah. Trisha Mack was there with her with her makeup line and how she you know, she makes cruelty free makeup.
0: Yeah, I I remember um, that. I saw her selling it. Yeah, yeah.
1: and and um, Jen Smooth was there also. Jen you know, Smoothek, yeah. Yeah, you know, taking taking photograph you know, telling mm-hmm. people, you know, about taking photographs and stuff. So yeah, so yeah, man, man, he's, we stayed friends forever, and mm-hmm. she's teaching some of my nephews and nieces now. So oh, great, awesome. great. So Miss B, they call her Miss B.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I saw her say that on Facebook. They yep. call her okay. Miss B. Yep. Yeah,
1: yep. So, so anyway, you know, we kind of got off off subject a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, the Dundalk Renaissance Corporation actually approached Carla about uh-huh. having the kids in, in Project Millennium design and build a sculpture. Mm-hmm to go onto this bridge there. So, um, it's hard to get, you know, kids to build anything. You know, it's, it's, mm-hmm. you need to have a lot of big equipment to, and you need to hang something over a major roadway. Yep. So, um, kids weren't the answer. So it was, you know, Carla enlisted me and 12 other people like Mary Wortman and, and, um, sure. and, uh, I'm trying to think all who all was in that room, but, um, Anyway, it was like 12 people in a room. Uh-huh. We sat around. We, um, you know, we, we all came up with designs. We talked a lot. Um, we just brainstormed, man. We just, you know, threw, threw stuff against each other. Uh-huh. And, um, I actually, um, you know, I was in Dundalk a lot. So, I went around. I was just asking people, you know, what's your what's your first impression of Dundalk? You know, if uh-huh. you can think of one word. And, you know, some of them weren't so nice. And other, <laughs> yeah. Other, you know, people that lived there knew Dundalk. They uh-huh. They, um... Great admiration for the place, you know, which I love too. You know, oh yeah, yeah. You know, I can't wait to tell people I'm from Dundalk, so mm-hmm. just to just to see their reaction. Yep. Yep. So, with that being said, you know, you know, people, you know, all these great ideas are flowing. Everybody's sketching, and mm-hmm. you know. Just like any other great idea, I stole a little piece from everyone's idea and was listening in community and Mary's like, "Hey, you need to um put some words on there. I think the words are mm-hmm. and so so in the industry and people and so anyway, I came out with a sketch, and it was like three or four people came up with sketches and we you know we put them in as a as a proposal and um you know every every time that you know they went around and they, they voted on they voted on my design so uh-huh. anyway, needless to say, I got um that's why I actually got this place because I didn't have a place big enough to build a sculpture 15 feet high by 30 feet long yeah <laughs> so and as you see the model the model's still over there on the wall yeah it was the original model mm-hmm. so um, you guys at home can't see it but me and Mike can uh
0: huh yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah so so with that being said you know it, it came here and, and um with a lot of help and a lot of donations and uh-huh. a lot of people um just coming together to get this thing together. Like Dennis McCartney from uh, B&B Welding, he actually took the last leg of it and oh and, sure yeah and grabbed it from the the painter. Um, I had somebody paint the major parts, of it, mm-hmm. the big parts, and uh, Tanemic donated all the coatings. You know the painting. They're over there in Saint Helena. Oh sure yeah company. yeah. Um, you know, the lighting people donate lights and electric, and people donating steel. Harbor Metal over here donated some steel.
0: Oh, that's great. And so, um, you, you know, a lot of yeah. people really got involved yeah. and helped D- out D- with D- it.
1: Life's about networking, you know, know it that. sure is. Yeah, believe D- me. Everything, everything's about networking relationships, building relationships, man. Uh-huh. Whether it's business or personal or anything, man, it's mm-hmm. just about. We were talking earlier, being nice to each other, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, doing something nice without expecting something in return, man. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Absolutely you know? right. You Absolutely can just be nice. Right. feels yeah. good. Yeah. So, but anyway, we finally got it together and, and B&B held, you know, hung it up there and, mm-hmm. you know, I always told my kids, man, when you get old and you have kids of your own and you're driving down Dundalk Avenue, you can always say it. Hey, remember that sign that fell off of that bridge and killed those people? <laughs> Your grandfather built that. Sign, so. But yeah, so it's pretty much it's you know, pretty much uh, how that how that came out, man. I, I definitely couldn't have done it alone. I couldn't even have made made the the prototype or, a, mm-hmm. or the or drew the first you know sketch of that you know the rough sketch of that if it wasn't for mm-hmm. 12 other people in a room you know just yeah you know grabbing ideas from everyone you know? and you
0: had a um i think one of the person people that helped was a uh an eagle scout that was working on his eagle badge or I something actually
1: no it was um at, there towards the end um there was a, a, a Boy Scout troop.
0: Oh, Boy Scout troop. Okay. That
1: was trying to earn a community service badge. Oh, okay. So when okay. we got this thing down at um, at B and B Welding, and Dennis's crew assembled this thing and you know, mm-hmm. down there, and then, then they were going to lift it and carry it, and you know, mm-hmm. um, one weekend, that um, donated all the sealant, you know, the sealant sure, and right. All. Mm-hmm. So uh, Carla, Carla, and and you know. Within the budget, we ordered a bunch of pizzas and sodas, and got this scout troop down there, and we uh-huh. taught them how to use a caulk gun, and we sealed up all the edges and around the cracks, so you know Wouldn't it would rust it yet. would last a nice long time, hopefully, long uh-huh. after I'm gone, or <laughs> you know, I won't, I won't have to repaint it. Right, right, exactly. So, but yeah, have I mean, you had to
0: repaint it since then? No. no,
1: And actually, man, it's been pretty cool because uh the graffiti artist, I guess, you know. There's a mutual respect with art, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not supposed to tag other people's art and or go over other people's art, I guess. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it's been pretty. Uh, I think one time I saw somebody spray paint something on the top of it on the, the black panel, but yeah. Other than that, man, it's still. It still wasn't on good.
0: the sculpture itself. No, right? there's
1: like there's yeah. four panels that go behind it. And right. Yeah. On, on the pulsed. train. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. So. Yep. But yeah, man, it's still. It looks like it's holding up good, man. I drive by it once in a while and mm-hmm. take a peek at it. So.
0: Absolutely, absolutely I still you know I think about it you know every, every time I drive into town, you know mm-hmm. um you know every time I drive down, they're like, "Oh, there it is, and I remember you know the the ceremony for it, and I remember yeah. I performed, and your brother's band performed yeah, that man. night um is
1: that over the hard yacht cafe at the hard
0: yacht cafe we had a ceremony in the median strip right next to the yeah. bridge, and then we all went over to the hard yacht cafe for yeah, a Uncle moldy Show and the Martians, yeah. and uh, I think Mandy played Mandy played and um, uh Meg Bowen.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Yep. I miss that girl. Whatever happened to her? She's still
0: around. Is she? She's still around. Yeah, she's um, still performing. Good. Um, Good. Still producing radio. Um Hieronymus Bob Hieronymus, he he's got a show that talks a lot about things like paranormal activity oh, really? oh, and kind of like a, um, a
1: George Norrie type yeah,
0: Exactly, yeah, yeah, like um,
1: yeah. You know, hey, Art hey,
0: Bell sort of. Yeah, I,
1: I'm sorry, man. You know, maybe I'm going out on the limb here by saying this, but if I, if it's a weekend and I got a lot to do and I'm flipping through the channels in the mm-hmm. morning, if an Ancient Aliens uh, marathon comes <laughs> on, man, yes. I'm done. I'm done, man. Uh-huh. You can just bring me snacks to the couch because you know, yep. Georgie he's mm-hmm. my guy, man. I love, oh, that, yeah. shit. I love that
0: shit. <laughs> yeah, George Norrie, he, he, he's, he's very very interesting, very interesting. Um, I, I like, you know, is um, Coast to Coast still on? I haven't been uh, up I that think in a I,
1: I think it. it's, uh, yeah, he does a podcast, too. Laszlo at the pie shop used to have it on. Oh,
0: okay, sure, there, like, sure, yeah. sure, So sure. Great. Well, Ricky, it's been a lot of fun catching up with yeah, you man. and everything here, you know? Um, I, you know. I had a, enjoyed our conversation today here. So one more time, tell us exactly... Um, where your photography exhibit's going to be, and for how long?
1: It's uh, it's going to be at the Marsky Bar on the corner of Clinton uh-huh. and Foster in uh-huh. uh, I guess Northern Canton, Southern Highland Tower, whatever. Sure, uh, sure. And it's going to be up through the end of July.
0: Okay. And how about if somebody needed Inferno Designs for whatever um, reason? I got a little
1: Facebook page that I don't um, really <laughs> update as often as I should, but. Yeah. Um, uh, you could just call me. I do uh, my main gig is uh, auto repair. Uh, auto repair, m- mostly collision repair, paint work, body uh-huh. work, things of that nature. Um, do some metal fab work. So mm-hmm. my number is four one zero nine seven seven eight nine seven one. And like I said, you can find me on Facebook or mm-hmm. you can, if you know Mike, you could just send him a message. He can he can find me.
0: I'll make sure he get, gets into his hands. Well, Ricky, thank you so much again, buddy. Good no to problem. talk to you. Yeah, and right. thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you.